go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. Yep, that's the song. That's the intro. These are the girlies. Welcome back to another episode of the show. I, you know, I'm feeling a little bit like Christ. I'm feeling a little bit like yep. a black Jonathan Van Ness. Yes, I'm that's bit what it's a, giving. Um, that is what it's giving. <laughs> Bundles. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Priyanka. Drag Race, Priyanka? That one. Okay. And the Jonas Brother one. Maybe. Chopra. <laughs> Work. Uh, you know, beauty. Yeah, beauty. no, you look amazing. This is um, incredible hair growing right out of your head. What lace? Directly out of it. You know, I felt like just going back to my natural color. Mm. Um, the blonde was feeling a bit gauche. So Okay. So Here you we are. dyed this it. This is more of my natural thing. I did I did flat iron it this morning. Okay. Mm-hmm. I did straighten it a bit just because, you know, all of the... Yeah. That gets a little much sometimes. So here we are. Mm. Is there a reason why your natural hair color is about five shades lighter than your facial hair? Um, Science. Biology. Oh. Okay. You know, um, it's like a... Uh, it's kind of like a world wonder. Mm-hmm. This thing that happened um, doesn't really it's like a small percentage of the world. Yeah, this, yeah, this happens too. But um, okay, I'm comfortable with it. I've learned to like really embrace who I am and all my natural. Yeah, things. of course, the genotypes and phenotypes mm-hmm. and biology. Okay, feel free to take a screenshot. Oh, okay, mm-hmm. adorable. Love that for you. Thanks. Um, okay, yeah, and I am Robin Roberts, and this is the read. Thank you all so much for coming back. It is. It still is. Hello. Well, another week. Mm-hmm. We're on the last week of October, I believe, that here. Is so wild. Spooky season. Um, so basically, we're going to belch and it's going to be next year. And it's not only going to be next year, it's going to be spring of next year. Mm-hmm. Keep that in mind. Um, it will still be a bit chilly, but we will be halfway into a, a, a closer Closer glimpse of the door. Okay, yeah, I love fast forwarding right through. Yeah, right through winter and oh, okay. I thought you meant like the door to summer. You, (laughs) you were taking it somewhere. (laughs) My God, 
<laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah, no, we're honestly going to like blink and it's going to be time to yeah. like put on something a little bit lighter and the clouds are parting, hopefully. And okay. then it's like, oh, it's summer again. Hopefully we'll have like another Megan anthem or maybe somebody new will pop up something and give us soon. like yeah. a great summer 24 song. Love that we're just skipping right through the hell that the winter is going to be. <laughs> I don't want to think about it, do yeah. you? Well, I mean, at least you have an L.A. winter. I have a New York winter. That, yeah. so, I didn't want you to think about it either. <laughs> <laughs> You're so thoughtful. I really appreciate it. Yeah. So how are you? Do you have a check-in? I'm... This week? I, did you do one? You don't have to go first. I mean, I... I I feel like the exact whatever I said last week, I'm probably feeling it again Applying. today. Yep. School and how's how's Tears of the Kingdom going? Oh Same God. Thing. Oh, I've been playing so much more lately. Um I decided to go ahead and find all the dragon tears. That was really smart. Um mm. gave a lot of information to the story that had been missing. Um mm. and then, you know, I just ran around and completed some shrines. Um, uh, but what's great, I think what's greatest about it is my nephew is playing too. And so oh, that's a great place he'll FaceTime me and be like, Auntie, did you find the blower? And I'm just like, like, now I see why y'all have kids because he plays Breath mm. of the Wild and Tears of the Kingdom. And so when we play the same games, it's like, and I'm better at it than his daddy. So I get to <laughs> be like, oh, obviously, obviously, ain't know what she doing right. So it's just mm. so, yeah. So I love it. Um, Tears of the Kingdom is great. That game, every time I think about how much fucking work they put into that game, not just the sky, not just the depths, but like actually expanding the wells, like even being able to go into the wells and the shit that you do in there. And it's just, oh, I just, I stand. I do. It's, It's just such a great game. And I actually just got the Master Sword. I decided to quit fucking around and go get it. Um. But yeah, I'm having fun. I'm having a good time in Hyrule. And right. yeah, being a student, being a therapist. Yeah. I'm playing Spider Man 2 right now. So Zelda's is taking the backseat because mm-hmm. it's one of those games that like can be the only game you play, period, for yeah. months. Yep. Really. It's so full. Mm-hmm. And I just want to like give it its own time yeah but then they keep throwing all of these titles at me that i i must play <laughs> so um right now i'm doing spider-man 2 because that just came out mm-hmm. and it's great because you can play it as peter parker miles i mean peter parker miles peter parker spider-man and miles Spider-Man. oh i love that so you can choose you can change them around they both have stories it's a little like um for those of y'all at home also playing which i'm sure is many people it's a little um like Saturday morning cartoon, the moral of the story, Captain Planet, kind of like it has these little vibes in the story mm. that are like, make sure that a life lesson. You put out your fires in the forest. Like it's just like, okay, girl, you know, <laughs> I, I don't know how intentional that is, um, but I'm enjoying that. Now, on to me. I was very depressed yesterday. I don't know why. I'm still trying to figure out triggers or whatever like you know the journey of a clinically depressed person okay yeah of like figuring it all out because i was fine and then i wasn't fine Mm -hmm. and yesterday was one of those days that i just wasn't 
and my therapist had to like get me to be okay with the possibility that I might be spending that day sitting down and watching anime mm-hmm. and that that's fine. Yep. Um, so that was fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, today, you know, I woke up about an hour and a half ago. I got me a Celsius and uh, we're going to see what this thing does today. Yeah. You called me right on time, sounding fresh and awake. I'm like, oh, this is. This is nice, but um, mm. yeah, I'm. I, part of the process is like with depression. Sometimes, you know, we make it worse by beating ourselves up for being depressed and holding ourselves to non-depressed standards. And it's like you do just kind of have to sometimes be like, this is all that I got for today. And that has to be good enough. Yeah. Yeah. True. So good. Work in Prague. Proud of you. Yeah. All right, let's do some black excellence. Yes, We're going to start with um with Asia Wilson, a jaw. Mm. <laughs> of the Las Vegas Aces, Madam Wilson was named the WNBA MVP of the finals after 24 points, 16 rebounds. In 39 whole minutes of play, she apparently got two bottles of champagne <laughs> brought to the post-game news conference and was okay. joined by her entire team. Of course. Um, and they they celebrated. As she said, this is a moment that we need to celebrate. Not a lot of people get a chance to do it. And for us to do it shorthanded is truly amazing. It just makes us win that much better. I'm going to get choked up because this shit wasn't easy. Mm-hmm. So congratulations to her, to her team, and really to uh, women's basketball, which is very much up at the moment. It is. Yes. I love Asia. Um, also, so a Black-owned bourbon and American whiskey brand called Uncle Nearest mm. has just become the largest Grand Champagne vineyard. Uh the largest Grand Champagne Vineyard owner in Cognac, France. I love these pronunciations. Nothing wrong with them at all. The founder and CEO of Uncle Nearest is Vaughn Weaver. The brand acquired a 100-acre domain, St. Martin Estate, in Cognac. This I, I'm intentionally mispronouncing that, I hope. No, we know. Know. We, know. we know. We know. I, I drank, so please understand. <laughs> Like, I can say all these words in my sleep. <laughs> yeah. Please don't. Okay. This marks the first time an American company has taken ownership of a prominent cognac estate. Historically, historically, the sector has been monopolized by a small group of large companies yep. that produce in mass. Yep. Obvi. So the estate's nearly 400 years old with 50 acres of vineyards. They purchased it from a family that held the property for four generations. Wow. So, Uncle Nearest, mm-hmm. go get your buzz on. I thought that was a really cool story. Have you and ever had Uncle Nearest? No, not before. It is so good. It is really? so good. Yes. Jay put me on. It is so That's good. fantastic. Yeah. This is actually my first time hearing it, but I looked it up. Oh, no. Uncle Nearest is great. So, yeah. Congrats to them. And, wow. Largest grand? I don't even know what that means. Grand vineyard? Maybe that's just like... <laughs> I mean, well, hell, 100 acres, like, goddamn, And 50 of those being just vineyards, like, yeah. So, shout out to them. Yay, Black people. All right, let's do the pop culture gossip 
state of affairs that we call Hot Tops, Killers of the Flower Moon. Uh, where to begin? <laughs> I really don't know because I don't. Huh, I just have to say I'm so proud of myself because the girls really liked my Scream Poppers prequel. They did last week. That. They did. They liked that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Good for you. I have to take my wins where I can. Why not? Why not? <laughs> Uh, so Lupita announced that she and her now ex, uh, have split. Um, she made a statement about her breakup from Salima Mas. I'm going to mispronounce his name. I honestly didn't know Lupita had a man. Oh, really? I really, I mean, I'm not shocked, but I didn't know anything about this person i remember so when she debuted him on instagram so that's when you know i figured I it was real. Her, so i don't you just were like okay attention. <laughs> right yeah. you saw a man tuned out <laughs> you know i follow her to look at her <laughs> like, and that's what we're all there for so i get it i feel like that's most people i also feel like you had a read about this once about oh <sighs> I was talking to Fine Dykes. I don't follow you, you to see your fucking wife. Yeah. <laughs> and that was directed to one person in particular, but it goes for all of all of you yeah. Fine Dykes, about six or seven of y'all that I follow. I don't follow you to see your fucking girlfriend. You're gonna. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and I'm gonna mute you until that's Look over. Because I don't follow right. you for that. And it will be. <laughs> Oh, don't DM me. Don't DM me. <laughs> um, so there were implications made in her statement. And she said in, in some part of a quote that uh we should face our pain so we don't spread it. Woo. Um, so it sounds like this motherfucker was running her ragged and running her nerves ragged specifically. Yeah. So, you know, she's on on to other things. She has since been spotted with Joshua Jackson mm. out somewhere. I can't remember where they took her. Were they at a concert? I don't remember where I think they were. So. I think I saw that. And he just filed for divorce from his wife, too, didn't he? A few weeks ago. I think so. Yeah. But I don't know if they were just, like, happened to be there together. You know how sometimes celebrities just be in the same spot? Or mm-hmm. if they were dating. Because she sounded heartbroken in her Instagram caption. So... Mm. I don't really know. Yeah, when she said that, what did she say? The love was devastatingly extinguished by deception. I'm like, damn. Yeah. (sighs) Even ugly niggas cheat. Mm, mm, mm. I mean, I just assumed there was infidelity there and she found out. But, you know, deception deception could be anything. Yeah, deception could be. I, I didn't even want to say it, but deception could be you thought he was paying the rent all this time and really he was, you know, on DraftKings. So who knows? But yeah, fucked up. Fucked up, man. All kinds of motherfuckers out here fumbling bad. How do you fumble Lupita Nyong'o? She posted you multiple times on Instagram like y'all was doing the TikTok trends and everything, nigga. How did you fuck that up? You, now that you're saying all this, it's like I have seen this person and somehow you just did never not looked at his face because it didn't oh, this matter. Is her boyfriend, 
I because I didn't care when I see <laughs> a picture or video with her in it. I'm focused on her. I don't give a right. living fuck who she's. She gonna have to be sitting next to Angela Bassett or somebody for me to be like, oh, and that person's exactly. there too. Exactly. Like I don't. Exactly. But you know, maybe that's my issue. Whatever. No, it isn't. So, no, because I mean, I don't know his face. Like I, I don't think I could recognize him. I just remember <laughs> when. When she first posted him, I remember thinking, this is a very extra regular looking nigga to be with Lupita Nyong'o. Like, it must be something about him she really likes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. yeah I do recognize this person. So. And I actually have been like, yeah, now that I see his face, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember processing him as her boyfriend mm. at some point. And then I stopped caring. Yeah. It's, I mean... I just, I felt for it. I felt for it because... How you fuck that up? Like... Deception, my nigga? I can't... Like, so this that means it was completely avoidable. It wasn't just, oh, we decided we're incompatible and it's not going to work out. You literally fucked her over. Like, and that I don't understand. Why would you do that? Oh, he a podcast nigga too? Oh, no, don't say that. Please don't say that. This is his podcast? I thought he was a businessman of some sort. Please don't tell me he'd be on a... Well. Oh, God. Please. Oh, no. He was a guest on a podcast. Oh. I'm just looking at... I, again, I'm looking at... <laughs> For me to have a podcast, I'm really a, I'm really averse to podcast niggas. <laughs> I am. It's, mm. I mean, it's almost like saying Black Twitter, you know? You're not even... Oh, yeah. You're not talking about Twitter, and you're not even talking about all Black people on Twitter. You're talking about specific This specific, so yeah. When you say podcast niggas, we're... Yeah, a specific kind of nigga that I am not. That's true. So Because I've noticed that, like, sidebar, a lot of people are, like, starting to get discouraged from entering the podcasting space because there are so many now, and it's now starting to get, like, some weird reputation based on podcast Mm -hmm. niggas. Yeah. And as someone who's been doing this for 10-plus goddamn years and can't keep up with how many are coming out, I would still say, if you got an idea go for it. Right. If you feel like you have something to say or have, like, whatever, or you just want to do it for fun or just get whatever the... Do it. You never mm-hmm. know what you have to offer. You could support... We the, we didn't do this to be mm-hmm. even no. making money. We did this to have something. I did this specifically have something to do. You had a job. <laughs> right. <laughs> like... You asked me to do it. So, so I was like, all right, nigga. Like, <laughs> sure. But... You know, but also we, I mean, not to brag, but the facts are just the facts. Like we changed the game. So it makes sense that people will see what we were able to do or what other giant shows have been able to do and think, oh, you know, I want to do something like that. Of course, we didn't go into it for the money because niggas wasn't making money podcasting it. And so I just feel for y'all because it it seems like in order to keep people's attention, y'all have to be on video and that would get on my that would actually keep me from recording every week if I had to make sure my hair and makeup and clothes and all lighting and all that. Like that's a million other steps when all we have to do is cut on these zooms and FaceTime each other. Like You're gonna hate me. You could literally I'm, record like this. No, the and fuck. not only <laughs> shut your mouth and you're gonna shut it at the moment. <laughs> not only no. would nobody have anything to say. You would have a litany. I'm talking you, about. You are. Full I'm of talking shit. about truckloads of first. Crystal, let's stop it. Like, but yeah, let's stop it. Let's stop. This you could right honestly, now. rather than, and this is no shade, 
rather than just whatever that t-shirt you could put on just like a cute blouse <laughs> or like something you know like just a cute top and literally have no draws on, on. you could have <laughs> nothing you could be nude waist down at the moment also mm-hmm. and the girls would be like look at this fucking hot okay. educated bad bitch all right that is so enough. that is just me saying that and okay. then obviously i have gorgeous hair right so I mean, <laughs> so you're i'm just beautiful i'm not i'm 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 just saying but i also yeah, I agree to an extent that it feels like there's a uh like a mold a lot of people yeah. are 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 connecting themselves to in order to try and like stand out. Now, I don't necessarily feel like that is is like needed either, but it it doesn't it helps obviously mm-hmm. whatever. Um but yeah, all that to say, I I I feel like more there are people who are now just saying crazy things or are making things up so that they can stand Oh yeah, out. absolutely. Like people are yeah. being outlandish to try to go viral because that does get the clicks, that does get the views. But that's everything. People will share right. People will share it regardless, which is why I mean, I we've been saying it for years, but I'm always like if you have something you are really passionate about and you really want to talk about it, then go do your show. I don't give a fuck if people say it's saturated and we don't need no more podcasts. Stop selling mics to the black community like that. All that might be true. And still, if you if there's something you want to talk about, then put your voice out there. Why the hell not? There are a million TV shows that are coming out every second mm-hmm. of every day. It doesn't mean I want people to stop making TV. Right. They're not books. And they're not all going to be Abbott Elementary. They're not all going to be Game of Thrones. They can't. Most of them. But won't. that doesn't mean you won't have a beloved cult classic. Hello. People can still love your show. You can be a small, beloved show, like Good Christian Bitches, which is probably a bad example because it was on a major network, but I'm still mad to this day. <laughs> to this day. <laughs> I'm still mad to it. this day. And everybody else who loves that show, show feels the same. It was so good. It was so good and so accurate. I knew it would be canceled. I knew. The South could not handle <laughs> they it. They could not take <laughs> they- it. <laughs> They were just like, and the fact that it was funny. Yeah, yeah. And dragging them. They said, we actually have to shut this. It was like that sorority girls show on VH1 or something where all them girls in black sororities (laughs) went and embarrassed themselves. And they were like, we cannot have y'all. God, that show's good. Okay. Anyway, sorry, Lupita. Um, And I hope your heart heals soon. Um, Jay-Z has uh, entered the chat as far as the long-debated 500K versus the dinner <sighs> argument. Uh, he recently had an interview with uh, Ms. Gail King, who brought it up to him, uh, you know, to get his take on it. And Jay-Z, I think quite obviously, mm-hmm. said, you got to take the money. Done, nigga. Uh, he said, uh, you know, the opposite would be, quote, a bad deal. And he wouldn't tell you to cut a bad deal. Um, that was so there kind. There you have it. <laughs> that was so kind. That was a nice way of saying, if you're a dumb, broke ass, don't take that fucking money. Jay-Z would take 500K over a dinner with you, and he don't need it. But then y'all was just trying to eat him up like a couple of weeks ago when he was saying something about like 
family members coming up to him and being like, all I need is $4,800 and, oh. and I can turn it. And he was like, first of all, I thought that clip was so funny because it was like, they were trying to turn that into, like, there were literally headlines that came out that were like, Jay-Z says he denied his cousin $4,800. It was oh, like, God. very clear he was using that as an example and right. not saying that that specifically happened to him, mm-hmm. eh? But then I think a lot of people also miss the point that it's not a lack of wanting to give people in your life money. Mm-hmm. More so, like, I'm not just going to throw money out at you that you're not going to do anything with because you don't know how to do right. anything with that You money. have no business plan. This is just some half-baked scheme that your homeboy's homeboy came to you with. And that's how a lot of people who come into new money, athletes especially, you hear this story a lot, where they get put on, all of a sudden they have millions and all their homeboys got the best idea for a business or an investment. And then six years later, these niggas be flat broke. And where did any of the money go? Nobody knows. So uh, I I really didn't even pay attention to that because I was like, y'all just be looking for shit to argue about. But um, literally this title tweeted like two or three years ago. Take the 500K. Like, they... <laughs> I forgot about that. They did. They literally said... I don't remember if they were like, listen, we just texted him and he said, take the fucking money. Or if they just fucking, you know, if they just tweeted it outright, like, just quoted somebody else's tweet and was somebody like, Somebody in the take Zoom the money. meeting probably was like, that'll be funny. I mean, and it's... I just felt like, <laughs> why are we even asking this question? It's so fucking asinine, but... I mean, there are still niggas. There are still niggas talking about, I'm going to take the dinner anyway, um, because just being around Jay-Z will help elevate my life. Do you know what half a million dollars can do to elevate your life? I feel like y'all don't understand how much money that is. (laughs) That is so much money. I, I honestly received this as one of those just fun debates those like why not social media debates Mm. that essentially mean nothing you know ultimately we can bicker back and forth about it for fun even though there's clearly only one sensible side but we can bicker (laughs) back and forth about it for fun and it's not like we're arguing about babies dying in gaza so it's like the opinions on either side kind of don't matter. They're irrelevant. Who the fuck cares? Exactly. None of us are about to have dinner with this man. Yeah. Um, but my initial thought of it was exactly what he said in this interview, which is that Jay-Z for years, for like the past 10 plus years, mm-hmm. has in his music been saying, hey, niggas, mm-hmm. here are some directions. Do this. Don't do this. Mm -hmm. Go here. Stay away from here. (laughs) Let these habits go. Gain these. Like, he's done this over and over and over again in music Mm -hmm. that you can just stream for whatever your fucking subscription is. Um, And most of you motherfuckers, when he does it, be like, ah, I want to hold stacks in my ear in Magic City and, and <laughs> you know, spend five, $500 at Waffle House after. Yeah. Leave me alone, Jay-Z. Okay. So I don't... Well, I mean, do you think he just got there out of, out of thin air? Like, I mean, do you want to sell drugs and risk going to prison like this man did? <laughs> I don't know if you actually want to follow in Jay-Z's footsteps, first of all, but I just... 
we're talking about, I mean, I get what you mean about like, it's a stupid social media argument. So of course people are happy to engage in it. But to me, it's so frivolous. I just feel like all of my Virgo is like, I immediately am annoyed that the question is even being asked because it's so goddamn stupid. 500,000 tax-free dollars or a 90-minute dinner with somebody who's going to ask me how the salmon is? What? What? If you take $500,000 and properly invest it and, like, you know, allow it to work for you, you'll probably end up at a dinner where this nigga is in a few years anyway. Yeah, or you could just take that $500,000 and do regular nigga shit with it and have an incredible life. Like, you could set yourself up for retirement. You could put it in a high-yield savings account if you don't want to go risky with investments and shit like that. Like, you could buy a house in most places in the country. Like, that is enough. You could... It's just a funsies, <laughs> let's fight question. <laughs> I'm thinking... Keep in mind, there have also been versions of this that have gone like, would you take $500 worth of food stamps or a dinner with Bow Wow? Like, these exist. Right, and that's, so those are rude. Those are, those are rude. And also, you have to think Fun. about the... Now, that is yeah, fun because that's, yeah. that's more equitable. <laughs> mm-hmm. $500,000, to me, I cannot think of a single person alive. Not even Beyonce. No, no. Not even, not even Beyonce. Not even Beyonce. I just don't understand. Like, do you niggas not really grasp how much money that is that you trading in for potential? Come on. Oh. So you mean I could have half a million dollars? Or <laughs> I could go to dinner with an Inga who, at best, will give me words of advice. And then I leave the dinner without half a million dollars. Like, I leave the dinner with just still the same money I have. Feeling happy? Maybe getting a selfie? Full, maybe? You leave the dinner full? Okay. And the type of restaurants that the super wealthy people go to, bitch, God bless you if you, you leave full. That never happens. Uh, okay, because what? At Nobu, <laughs> you're going to be eating them little small bites. <laughs> you're going to be eating you them little rock shrimp. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah, them real fancy restaurants where everything is $200. I hate it. You're not going to be full. You're going to be satisfied because rich people don't eat to get full. <laughs> they, right. they, they eat just enough to stay, you know, like mobile throughout the day. They're not eating like the rest of us are. But anyway, anyway, it just to me, something that extreme has always seemed outrageous. Whereas I would take $500 in food stamps over meat and Bow Wow. I would do I that. Mean, wouldn't. I mean, it's rude. Yeah. But and y'all shouldn't have. <laughs> I don't know that y'all should have got on camera asking random people that because it just seems like unnecessarily I'm pretty sure he was mean. Upset about it. Yeah, he was. And who wouldn't be like that's mean for no reason? Like, like why the it fuck is. am I in it? <laughs> Even I read that and was like, okay, now y'all are you don't. Yeah, have to do that. like you didn't have to do that. You didn't have to it's record it and but... publish it on. <laughs> I mean, and like it's rude, but being real, most of us would get dubbed for the $500 in food stamps. Most of us would. So you laughing at Lil Bow Wow, but your mama would take $500 in food stamps over having dinner with you. If it were $500 worth of food stamps versus, like, brunch with Kid Fury, and everyone picked the food stamps, 
My feelings I'm not gonna not be hurt. Going to be hurt. And I would fully expect all of y'all to pick the food stamp. I would. I would call you a dummy if you did. If you came anyway, I would be like, "Oh, so you rich? So, so you ain't got no bill problems, huh? Everything going great at y'all. You said what recession? <laughs> Crazy to your girl, but yeah, hopefully this really does end the debate once and for all. Because to me, it is asinine. Um, it won't. Have you seen a little Wayne wax figure? Right after I saw the uh, not what is that biracial man's name? Right after I saw the right. one, the rock one, where he, they oh. made him look Caucasian, oh. he legit looked white and said, "Y'all need to go ask some color." <laughs> he said, "Y'all oh. need to add a little color to that nigga because okay. that don't look like me." But yes, I did see the little Wayne wax figure. Do you think that the people perhaps who sculpted this? Um, also feel a way about the Trump thing? Um, Because they went out of their way to make it hideous. And I mean, no shade, it's Wayne, so it's not like you have yeah. try hard. Oh, okay, well. Mm. Um, I said it before, Wayne went out of his way to look the way that he does. You know what I mean? Because... Naturally, he is a handsome person. That's true. Me. Yeah, I agree. I agree. He did all that to himself. Um, he's just like stopped taking care of his dreads. They had a whole bunch of tattoos and shit all mm-hmm. over his face, drugs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, anyways, but this figure is literally like someone was like, what if we, what if the Carter was a maze at Halloween Horror Nights. It's like something that okay, the Fellowship of bad. the Ring would fight. You know? It's something that, like, would probably be hiding in the corridors of Hogwarts at night. Okay. That shit was offensive. Like, and... I'm not offended for him because I feel like, you know, as I said, the Trump thing happened and then you just put out this music, this this fucking uh, mixtape or whatever that I couldn't even enjoy because barely halfway in it, you had a hook that was like, shout out to Donald Trump. It's like, you can yeah. even let me forget for a second. So, you know, mm-hmm. I think this is hilarious for that reason. <laughs> and because it's hilarious, look at it. It honestly looks like the Goombas in the, the live-action Mario movies from the 90s. It is hideous. I mean, y'all gonna be mad at me, but I don't think it's that bad. It looks more like him than the Rock statue looks like his. Wax figure looks like his. The Rock's was... I, <laughs> I felt was egregious. But this, you look at this, and you know that's Lil Wayne. He looked like a contestant on Hoochie Daddy's but. <laughs> But there's a lot of dykes look like that. So, I mean, I... D- you think that this rock wax figure looks less like the rock than the Wayne one does? No, no, no. Not in the face. In the, in the like, the caucasity of it. Like, the face of the rock one is dead on. The face of the Lil Wayne one is not, like, exact, but... It's not that bad. Like, you look at that and you know exactly who that's supposed to be. Like, it... I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That It looked like that nigga to me. 
<laughs> the way the if I was walking through a Max Museum and I passed this rock statue, I'd be like, "Oh, they made the rock white." Yes. Wonder why. <laughs> if I was walking past the little Wayne one, I would have been like, "Oh, they collaborated with Token and George R. R. Okay. Martin." Okay. All right. <laughs> All right. In order to create <laughs> this one, okay. maybe a Kira Toriyama. Okay. Like this, what is this? Um, but again, I love it because, you know, that's what you Yeah. Doing. Well, I mean, I'm sorry. It. I see it. I do. It's a little too light-skinned. No, I love that, that you see it. I, see I love it. that you see it I because see that it. is shady as fuck. <laughs> it looked like that nigga to me. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Hey, y'all, this podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding a work-life balance can be tough, okay? If anybody knows, I know. But Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. If you don't know, Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. You can use Squarespace to create a website, engage with your audience, and sell anything from products to your time, all in one place. With the new guided design Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website that's optimized for every device and make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay, and in certain countries, you can give customers the chance to buy now and pay later with Afterpay and Clearpay. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text. Y'all know I love Squarespace. I used it to put our website together. This is 3.com. I've also used it on my personal website, crystal.com. And that is because, first of all, it's very easy to use if you ever need to update it. It's simple to log in, make whatever updates you can make or whatever you need to do without knowing any code or anything like that. And it helps me to just stay organized, do everything I need to do. Because you got to have a web presence, okay? It's 2024. You got to have a web pre- web presence. So head on over to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash three to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Let them know if you're in Crystal sent you. All right, let's get back to the show. Hey, y'all, listen, we all know that life is full of the yada, yada, yada. You know, sometimes you sign up for a contract one place and then in order to get out of it, you got to send a million letters and go up there in person. And it's just a bunch of blah, blah, blah. Like this could have been easier. Okay, we've all dealt with the yada, yada before when companies have those sneaky gotchas hiding deep in fine print or, you know, even bills that just seem to keep going up every month for no dang reason. Or when budget airlines promise a cheap fare, but then they charge you for every little thing until you might as well have just booked your ticket somewhere else. But it is possible to outsmart the yada yada, like triple checking airline deals and making sure everything you need is already included. So remember, you don't have to take the yada yada in life and you don't have to take it from your wireless provider. Metro by T-Mobile has no contracts, no credit checks, no surprises, and not a yada yada. So stop by one of the over 6,000 Metro stores nationwide to sign up today. TGT is getting back together. I don't... Who? Tank, Genuine, uh, Tyrese. Remember when they were a group and they couldn't be a group because them niggas couldn't get along? I googled TGT and Target Corporation came up. They said you have to be more specific. I love that. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Leaving it at that. Um, Nini... And Bethany are apparently working on a limited series podcast. I should have mentioned that when we were doing the podcast thing. It would have been a perfect segue. Um, Bethanini 
Is that the name or did I'm you sorry. just come up with that? No, that's the name of it. Okay, I'm sorry. I love it. I thought you came I up with it, but Bethanini no, no, is no. incredible. That's, that's incredible. That's pretty great, isn't it? <laughs> that is a great name. I mean, it's like right there. Yeah. So it's it's not like I love it. It just makes sense. I love, and it, it will be easy really... to find. <laughs> right. Um, Bethanini is pretty great. Uh, Instead wait, of trying to call look... it the reading room or whatever. Remember when All she? Right. Tr- I knew that was coming. Remember when she tried to start that show <laughs> yes, called? I remember. What was it called? Like the Read Hallway or something? I don't even know. I think she... it was just the reading. It was or something the, where it was like <laughs> reading. reading uh, didn't Alex have to send her people happen. something like don't don't play with us? We didn't send her nothing. <laughs> didn't she? I thought one of the white people sent her sent her people something, but no, I think. <laughs> I think they said they would if we wanted them to. Oh. I definitely didn't give a shit. Well, I mean, you see, it didn't go nowhere, so it's not like it mattered, but... That's why I didn't give a shit. I remember seeing that promo video, like, what exactly do you think? (laughs) Anyway, Bethanini sounds like a much better idea. Yeah. um, Good luck to them for that. I saw a video this morning that Nini posted on her YouTube uh, two days ago that was like a tribute to Greg. It was like 15 minutes and it was like a voiceover of her just talking about the last couple of days, weeks of his life. Mm. Um, And it had like clips of him in there and some stuff people have seen, stuff people haven't seen. And it was really emotional. And she like cried at the end and talked about how she misses him and she doesn't want to have another love and, Mm -hmm. um, and all that other stuff. And it was really, really very sad. Um, so, you know, and I remember a lot of people, maybe even me, kind of judging the way that she was behaving during that time. Um, and even after his passing, a lot of people felt like she was just, she was out a lot, taking pictures. She, you know, people felt like, some people were feeling like she didn't seem sad enough or mm, don't whatever. do that <laughs> and don't do that i mean i say maybe me but i just feel like my thing has always been people grieve in all kinds of ways they do mm-hmm. and you really don't know what to expect um, when people are dealing with something like that especially when it's like cancer mm-hmm. and or just like unfair fuckery like yeah that. yeah um, it's a weird place to be in. So that was, I don't even remember how that came across my radar, but it was like very uh, humanizing yeah. and emotional. And uh, yeah, so uh, well wishes to her and to this new podcast. It actually sounds, it says limited series. I don't know what that means. Like, I guess they're, you know, planning on just doing like a few episodes mm-hmm. and letting it, that be that. But I wouldn't be surprised if it, really works out for them because I mean Bethany has literally been a talk show host. Oh yeah. Um Nini <laughs> is <laughs> I'm just thinking of when Omarosa was like, you get to be a mediocre white woman and you have a talk show. So I mean that's the only <laughs> I'm not gonna lie to you. That's she chewed that right up. <laughs> I I don't the only thing that comes to mind when I think about Bethany's show is that she chewed that right up. Omarosa went into that lady's space and ate her. Ate her, ate her alive, alive. right there. Yes, she did. And her spit couch. her back out and then left. Jesus, that was gross. Anyway. 
That could be cute for them. So God bless yeah. and good Are you watching the new Housewives in New York? Or did you watch it? It's, the season is over now. No. They come oh my God. Asante had me watching the reunion and now I think I'm going to go back and watch the season. <laughs> it's all new women, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Um, and the only one I was aware of is like the Dyke, Jenna. Um, that makes sense. Jenna somebody. I know, right? But um, but that, that reunion was... <sighs> <laughs> kind of a mess. I'm going to watch the next one next week and then I'm going to decide if I'm going to go back and watch the whole season. But it, they interest me. They did. They did. They got me, girl. So, uh, but but yeah, good for Bethany and Nene. This sounds honestly like a perfect idea, especially a limited it really series. Does. Yeah. Put out like five episodes or whatever. Talk your shit. Have fun. And, and move on or do it again. Another season, whatever. Bring in another housewife. Like, this could mm-hmm. easily be a thing. For all the shit that we have, I think, appropriately given the... <laughs> um, yeah, it was appropriate. I, I don't regret It's it. just not... Like, I get the Bravo disconnect. Mm-hmm. I super get it from her perspective. Um, but she's just done too much in the realm of being an entertainment personality to j- not have like a thriving platform to still mm-hmm. be herself. And I'm sure that it's just a matter of figuring out what that is and where it goes or whatever. She could end up having another show on a Netflix or a Hulu yeah. or whoever the fuck or some shit like that. Um I think that she definitely deserves that because, you know, as I've said, as many times as that lady has got on my goddamn nerves, <laughs> mostly on her Hirsch on Housewives. Yeah. She's hilarious. she's funny. She's naturally entertaining. Um, yes, she became the star of Housewives of Atlanta for a reason. But she also made, helped make Bravo what it is today. Yep, sure did. Literally, yeah. So, and this was on for, a cast of huge personalities. Nene was somehow the hugest. Yes, yes. So I, I'm, and I liked her on that. What was that white sitcom she was on that got canceled after that first season? The New Normal. Yeah, I think that's what it was called. I liked her on that. I felt like this was exactly she, Nene's. That's lane. another thing. She's not, she was not a bad performer. Yeah. Granted, that character was, it didn't feel like it was too challenging. Mm-hmm. She was, <laughs> like, it was just like the sassy like black for her. best friend. Yeah. 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 But before that, she was also on Glee. She was. She was she on was. Glee as, what's that gay lady's name? Sue Sylvester. I mean, the oh, the actress. Actor. Oh, I don't know. I forgot her real name. But yeah, she was Sue's because Sue wasn't gay. But Oh, right. Jane Lynch. <laughs> Jane Lynch is gay. Sue wasn't. Uh, which I thought was interesting and fun. Oh, God. I wish I could just go back and watch Glee, but it's just Sue and Amber. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I listen. It's... Sue Sylvester was the show for me. Every the, the writing, the performing performance by Jane Lynch was spectacular. There hasn't been anything on TV like her since. I mean, and she... <laughs> I remember watching that and being like, this person should be fired. There's no reason this person should be allowed to work with children. Oh, no, she literally physically <laughs> abused the student. Like, this, this is it. <laughs> but it was like an extreme... Yeah, that was like the like, point. Like, world yeah. that, so, you know, Glee existed But in. yeah, Jane Lynch killed that character. She did. Yeah, I oh god, but yeah, Nini was like her black nemesis, and that character was not very Nini. She was supposed to be like, you know, a very 
What is the definition of staunch? Well, there's. I was about to say staunch, but I don't know if that's the right. Are word. you mean? Do you mean physically? Because staunch is usually used to describe like your feelings about a particular issue. Like if you're very staunch about a particular issue, then that means you feel very strongly about it, and you're very firm in your position. But How about yeah, gymnastics. I think that's or swimming. She was a swim coach. Okay. Okay. She was very like strict and all about sports okay. and all about the athletes. So, you know, yeah. Da, 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 da. yeah, so she, sounds accurate. I don't know, whatever. But that character was very specific, like being a, a hardened, mm-hmm. almost militaristic swim mm-hmm. coach. Gotcha. Um, and I thought that she did a great job, and that was like her first big acting thing, mm. or whatever. And then yeah, she did the other show she was really good in. Yeah, I and I kind of that. expected to see her do more movies and stuff or or acting mm-hmm. since then, which obviously she still can, but it ain't been nothing but a B of music video since then. I mean, I don't, I have no idea like where her career is going in, you know, what direction she's going in these days, but this project sounds like a great idea and right up her alley, so. Are you going to see Dick's the Musical? Is that a movie? Yeah. <sighs> Megan's in it. Oh, I was going to say, why have I heard of that? Yes, I am. <laughs> Yes, I am, and it it truly looks awful. Is Nene in it? No. Oh, okay. I thought you were saying that because Nene had a job. Um, No, for some reason, it just made me start thinking of. Well, I don't care if it's bad. I do not care if it's bad. I love, (laughs) I love uh, Megan the Stallion, and I will go watch it. Oh wait, Megan Mullally is in it. Nick Offerman, Nathan Lane, Bowen Yang. This is a great cast. Yeah, no, it's a it's a great cast. Darcy Card. Oh, I'm going to see this. Let me know how it is. Let me see what it's giving on. Sonia, Eddie. Oh, yeah, I'm going. Yeah, Ooh. it's got a 58 on Metacritic. Yeah, this is a 6 out of 10 on IMDb. <laughs> oh, but the Rotten Tomatoes is not that bad, a 70. Oh, Megan Mullally's in it? Yeah, that's what I just said. Oh, see, cult movie in the making. That sounds like my cup of tea. I'm telling you, I like this cast. I'm going to go see this. You know what? I might get lit and go see it by myself, too. I'm going to show you. Oh, my God. You know what's so wild is after I talked about Michael Shannon last week, people started tagging me in all these stories of Michael Shannon being, like, a really decent human being. and Yeah, I've always heard great things about him. I had no idea. He signed this letter in support of Palestine and um, is like really was always, like, very fervently anti-Trump, talking about Trump supporters need to die and all this. I'm like, I had no idea. You know Mike, my friend Mike. Of course. They did a... He was in a movie with him. I think it was called Wolves. What? Yeah. Okay, I'm thinking of a different Mike. <laughs> Wait. I'm no thinking I'm thinking Mike who did your documentary. Yes. He was in actor. a... What? Yes, girl. Oh, my God. He was in Joker, too. What? <laughs> yeah. Ah! Just, yeah, he was in this movie <laughs> called Wolves with Michael Shannon. Came out wow. But he was also in the movie Joker and the camera. And, um, How did I not Like, when this? they're having the riot, when they're having the riot outside for, for Joker. Oh, my God, and he's Joker. right here in the credits. That's crazy. And you'll, the guy who gets, he's like on the news reporting and, and what's his name is watching it. Joaquin's mm-hmm. character is watching it. And then he, Mike comes in with the Joker makeup and he's like, fuck the Waynes, fuck the, the, <laughs> fuck da, 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 da. Like he goes. Wow. Yeah, I mean, I've never seen Mike. that movie, but wow. 
Now I got to watch it just to be like, ah, I'm gonna have the nigga I know a nigga in a movie. Mike's got a, like, listen, my friend is an actor. He's I'm, I did not know that part. I thought he was just, you know, a director and filmmaker. And I had no idea. He's a he decent was... nigga and he doesn't yeah. go around gloating. He takes his craft seriously. I have always liked Mike. That's a good boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I feel like you know I don't know I just feel like a, an older sister to him I just be like that's my little baby <laughs> okay anyway I don't think I have anything else here oh wait that's, that's fine DJ Envy girl oh god okay go ahead do you want we don't have to I mean I I don't give a fuck. I really don't care. I don't give one fuck about DJ Envy. This is, it is wild to see all the videos come out where he was blatantly talking about it. Because I don't watch Breakfast Club. So I had no idea yeah. that he had been selling this home ownership fake shit. Like, I had no idea he had been <clears throat> selling it and yeah, selling it so hard. I have hard. just heard about it in passing. A lot because I don't I don't frequent the um the show either I don't you know mm-hmm. but I know that I had just heard in passing people you know, on Twitter or whatever talking about MV and this real estate venture that he's been on but doing it from this perspective of like philanthropy which confused me and many other people right because that is that is <laughs> there's really no such thing you're nobody goes into real estate to then be generous and and provide fair housing i don't know people go into real estate to become landlords i don't to know make money off of rent nobody's like let me take a loss by purchasing this building and getting it up to code and then not make any of that money back by <laughs> by renting to people below market rate nobody does that <laughs> <laughs> That's charity. It just doesn't exist. <laughs> it <Yeah>. does not. <laughs> so a so nigga very... privately selling some shit is absolutely in it for the money. And I, I mean, I saw online that like allegedly his wife went back and deleted a bunch of Instagram pictures with like the lavish gifts and purses and all that. And probably took all day. Allegedly iHeart and them are going back and deleting certain episodes or certain videos where Envy promoted this shit, talked about it. I don't, I can't say for sure whether that is true, but I can say if y'all are doing that, it's already too late because (laughs) the feds are here. Yeah. The feds are here, which means they have their case. The call's coming from the mouth. <laughs> you going back, his wife going back and deleting some Instagram pictures is like, girl, do you think the feds <laughs> haven't you already, already have seen that, so. your Instagram? <laughs> Furthermore, we're the feds. <laughs> do you think that we cannot cat contact that right. platform and get all that shit back? you just deleted? Right, you think get it back oh did you think when you deleted something off of somebody else's platform it was really gone forever did you think oh oh poor that (laughs) i hate that for you right so i mean i the idea he he said i did see this clip where he was like my lawyers don't want me to talk about this and charlamagne was like then don't talk about it like yeah no he said my lawyers don't want me to talk about this but i feel like i really need to clear some things up charlamagne was like i feel like you need to really listen to your attorney (laughs) He said, why do light-skinned niggas always want to talk? Charlamagne ain't that, yeah. <laughs> he did. 
And my whole thing was, you know, my goofy ass is always trying to give people a benefit of the doubt in these types of things. Especially when it's like you're a person of it with a certain level of visibility and like things to lose. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you couldn't seriously be intentionally out here scamming people out of their money. But you're also not dumb. It's especially right. what, you know, like DJ Envy is bright, but I don't think DJ Envy is bright. I know he's <laughs> literally bright. Like, Oh, gotcha. I don't think he's bright, you know? Right. Not up here. Um, But, like, when you're saying that people, including personal friends of yours and then just onlookers, have been like, hmm, this doesn't smell right. Yeah. And you do it anyway. It's giving, like, for me, my only, under- my only like, logical understanding for it personally would be you probably figured I'm going, it, when shit hits the fan, I'm just going to make sure that I position myself in a way that I can do the plausible deniability thing mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, his attorney is already trying to be like, oh, well, he invested money that he didn't get back to. He's also a victim Girl. of such and such and such. <laughs> then how did we... How did we get here then? What Then, right. And furthermore, the nigga that they arrested, his business partner or whatever, oh, yes, have you seen opinion. him? Yeah. Somebody, one of the guests on the Breakfast Club, I don't remember who it was, called him Big Pun, and I was like, "That is that's so fucking so weird. fucked up." Like it's that is talking about damn. I thought so Pun was gone. That's fucked up. But Pun yeah. was actually cute. This man is not <laughs> like anyway. It's not even just what he like. If I said so, I wouldn't let that man borrow my phone to call <laughs> for help, you're like. He looked like he yeah. would take your money. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, and he posted a a picture of Fifty Cent on his Instagram talking about every negative is a positive. The bad things I make them good. That means you can't do anything to hurt me. How okay. how are you not a scammer? Okay. Have y'all met them? <laughs> this person might as well have a neck tattoo that says "I steal." <laughs> But anyway, this is hilarious. It is. And the fact that so many people went on The Breakfast Club and asked him about it to his face and he could not make it make sense. That clip of Yamanika being like... That so, was... <laughs> so you a slumlord. <laughs> delicious. Like, she said, oh, so they got to get got so by funny. you before... Which that said, part? When she said, do the government know about this? He was like... <laughs> he said, you know, I'm trying to teach them how to not get got. She said... <laughs> So they got to get got by you first before they get like, bitch, that part set me. And everybody's sitting in there laughing. That's laughing. what I'm saying. Like, girl, you knew what know time it was. True, right. You and your team just had an escape plan for when shit hit the fan. And I really yeah. don't know if that was a good, if it's a good one. It's, it's not, not looking great. It's not looking great. For Joe Budden to tell you, nigga, this is a Ponzi scheme and you're going to go to jail. For Joe Budden to have better sense than you. Things are low. Whatever happens, happens. Things are bleak. This is gloom and despair. <laughs> this is, oh uh, man, I just don't, I don't have no respect for niggas who take the money, the last of other niggas, especially. Like, I don't have no respect for this shit, period. But when you take it from your own community and like, and then the goal is to then fuck over the community like the goal is to go to Patterson and spend money on these houses and then drive up the rent for people who can already barely afford shit as it is like the entire idea was predatory and horrible and you just <sighs> the fact that he was warned repeatedly 
there are so many video clips of people being like, yeah, you still scamming on them houses in Jersey. I'm like, what? It was a matter of time before the feds caught up to him, so. <sighs> I will be sitting happens, here happens. minding my business. Yeah, that's none of my business. That is none that of my concern. <laughs> what a fucking mess. I feel for the people who fell for it. I feel for them. I don't feel for him. I mean, the people that you're specifically talking about, the folks in the community who, for whatever reason, felt like probably because of DJ Envy specifically. Yeah. And his, you legit. know, status mm-hmm. or whatever, because they don't know who the fuck that other nigga is. Right. But they know that DJ Envy is a rich motherfucker who, like, every Christmas posts photos with his wife in furs. Yeah. You know, sitting on top of uh, a, a ghost. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sitting on top of whatever. So... You know, for those people, that is unfortunate. A lot of these lawsuits are investors, people who are still yeah. rich, who are just like, oh, well, I gave this nigga my money and I haven't gotten it back. So, yeah. So those, those people, people, I'm not. I'm like, no. I'm talking about the people who got together. They all of their life savings or something, really thinking that this was a legit opportunity to take their money and grow it. And have something like you can't blame people who don't have nothing for wanting to be comfortable having a comfortable life. And for Envy to have promoted it again so many times on that radio show, so many times, all over Instagram, promoting it, promoting this man, promoting seminars, going out and showing y'all how he's illegally converting these homes into multifamily apartments so that he can raise the rent and get $7,800 a month off of one house. Like, you did it so... I... <coughs> you, <sighs> I I just don't have it. I don't even have well wishes for you. Like if if you get caught up on this, so be it. Because this is disgusting. Like yeah, I mean literally. Like I said, your goal was to happened. fuck over niggas. So yeah, yeah. Well, and you know, nice alley oop for Jesus. Yeah, that was a cute segment on uh, the Daily Show last night with Jesus covering it. Um, and I had to, I did have to remind the girls, because I've been seeing it a lot since the MV news came out, but I had to remind them that, like, Jesus and Meryl made it very clear they're not getting back together, and it's time for everybody Are they still to, trying to do that? The girls are still, and not just talking about it, but I tagging these niggas all day long. I see it on my own timeline of people tagging the both of them and being like, please, motherfucker, please. Like, I'm begging. Like, we need it for the culture, for the blah, blah, blah. And it's like, y'all have got to accept you don't. Like, I get it because it would be incredible. It would be like a full circle moment. It would be great. I would love to see it too. But y'all have to accept the reality of the situation, which is that it is over. It is over. And you getting on their damn nerves. <laughs> reignited. Really I mean, is. I'm sure he uh, they have muted y'all months ago, but just yikes. Yikes. But, you know, just goes to show really the impact that they had on people. Like, the Bodega Boys, niggas really love that shit, and they are devastated about it being over still. But, yeah, it was, it was dope to see Jesus be in a position to be guest hosting The Daily Show when some shit like this happened after... Yeah, Envy decided to it's be a bitch. Like, <laughs> I don't waking know up the day after Christmas and then realizing you're in a Groundhog Day t- style loop. And so you, you get, get to have Christmas another present. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just for you. Yeah, a blessing. So I'm done. Let's move on. 
Okay. When you want the best, you have to act quickly or someone else will get it instead. It's like if you're hiring for your business. You want to find the most talented people for your open roles before the competition scoops them up. So what's the best way to do that? We've told you. It's your girl, ZipRecruiter. ZipRecruiter finds qualified candidates fast, honey. And right now you can try it for free, girl, at ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter's powerful matching technology takes center stage to identify top talent for your roles. Immediately after you post your job, ZipRecruiter's smart technology starts showing you qualified people for it. And I've actually used ZipRecruiter for my for like my <laughs> own personal things on the back end. And it really does work pretty quickly. And I also appreciate that it's easy to use because, uh, you know, this aging brain of mine in technology works part in ways, which makes me sad. But that's a different conversation. Amp up your hiring performance with Zip Recruiter and find the best fast. See why four out of five employers who post on Zip Recruiter get a quality candidate within the first day. Just go to this exclusive web address right now to try Zip Recruiter for free. ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. Again, that's ZipRecruiter.com slash the read. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Now let's get back to show. So listen, guys, the next generation of influential Black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truths. I've been running my mouth about it for a while now. Black representation in media is incredibly important, and I feel like it's in kind of a precarious situation at the moment. So amplifying and enjoying as many of these stories as possible is pretty important. Black Stories, Black Truths is a celebration of Blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's Black voices are Distinct, varied, and nuanced as the Black experience itself. You can get things from Bobby Schmurder to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations. There's no limit to the range of Black stories, Black truths. Black perspectives have always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. Here are feed of episodes from across NPR's podcast that center on Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, nuanced, and Black as the country we reflect. Stories should never be about us without us listen now to black stories black truths from npr wherever you get podcasts we're back it's time for whatever you be talking about yes it is send your letters to ask the read at gmail.com we may read them aloud on the show there's one really quick one here for you because they said crystal i know you won't touch scary games with a 10-foot pole which is true and also i don't know if i ever cussed you out in person for trying to get me to play whatever wicked game that was that you was posting them clips of on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. But you you really had me I was me not seriously encouraging you to play that game. No, but for you to even tag me in something that scary, why would you do that? Because it's funny. It was scary. So anyway, Kiff Yuri, being that you are a big fan of Scary Season and trippy weird games, have you played any of the Alan Wake games? If so, are you going to yeah. get the new Alan Wake 2? I'd love to know your thoughts on the overall story. Yes, I have played Alan Wake. Alan Wake is, um, oh God, I'm going to do a nerd thing. I'm going to make it quick. <laughs> okay. Alan Wake is a game uh, developed by a company called Remedy Entertainment. They worked on Max Payne, which was very, very popular, especially among young niggas in the PS2 era. Um, Alan Wake is more of a, like... A uh, supernatural thriller about very Stephen King inspired about this white man who's like a writer goes to this cabin in this weird town with his wife and then like 
starts finding pages from a book that he wrote that he doesn't remember writing. And then Mm. there's shadow people that attack you that you have to fight with a flashlight and a gun. It's fun. The thing about Remedy's games I really like is that they're very narrative-driven. Even that game has, like, Alan Wake has him, while you're playing, there's, like, a voiceover of Alan talking as if he's reading a book. So the whole time it's almost, like, he's talking about what's happening, like, I needed to get to the gas station as quickly as possible because da-da-da-da. So it's, like, really narrative and fun if you're into stories in video games, which is my number one. Um, But also, it is spooky, right? Mm. So if you're into that, there's that one. The Mm. second one now that's coming out soon is uh, supposed to be more horror-like. Because the first Island Awake is spooky, but it's not really, like, I wouldn't call it a horror game. They're trying to make this one feel, like, more horror. Um, I am probably going to play it because there are two protagonists in this game. Um, and one of them is a black woman. Mm. So, black woman who I think is, like, an FBI agent who's trying to solve the mystery of what happened in the last, in the first Island Awake game. As far as the story, it's cool. It's interesting. I love, like, spooky supernatural horror. Um, And it also ties really nicely into uh, Remedy's last game, Control, which is more like... Control is kind of like The X-Files. He plays the woman who goes looking for her missing brother in this big like brutalist style building in New York City and then she gets superpowers and has to like start fighting these mutants or whatever. But they're all tied in together. Control was my favorite game of that year. It's tied into Alan Wake. It's all fun. This game's gonna have a black chick in it. I'm gonna be all spooky and scared here in my bed with Link. I can't wait. Um yeah, that's it. Okay. <clears throat> that Oof. was I feel I love games, if you couldn't tell. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I understood everything you said, and I completely um, stayed abreast while you were talking. I've always wanted to do another podcast that was video game-based, and Mm. I'm just like, with who? Who else plays games the way you do? I don't know anybody personally. Really? Mm -mm. Mm-mm. I was going to say, call me when you... keeps up with the news. Yeah, no, call me when you do a Breath of the Wild episode. <laughs> but otherwise, oh, yeah. no, for sure. <laughs> otherwise, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Mm. I have video game content ideas for the both of us mm. that maybe we could do for Patreon. Oh, yeah, that would be we fun. We still have to do a Mario Kart. Oh, tournament. the way I'm going to beat your ass in Mario Kart don't make no sense. I don't doubt that. I don't. <laughs> but I'm going to try my best. <laughs> Um, there's also Mario Party. The new Mario, pa- the new Super Mario game is co-op. Mm. So we could play Super Mario Brothers that sounds cozy. together. Okay. And then maybe sometimes we could play spooky games where oh. I play the game and you just watch. Oh, okay. Well, all right. It's... Maybe you can close your eyes if you feel. <laughs> and because the game I showed you on Twitter it. is not that scary. Well, you could have fooled me because them videos was quite creepy. Too. Yeah, me. they're creepy. They're creepy. I don't like But they're games that like either. a kid could play. No. That's fair. That's fine. That's fair. <laughs> and the stuff I showed you, no lie, is the scariest shit in Little Nightmare. So you've already seen the worst of it. Wow. 
really was trying to set me up, but okay. Um, uh, I know you wouldn't play it. <laughs> you, you did right about that. You did know that. Hmm. Um, let's move on to this question from Lavender, who says, Dear Fury and Crystal, I was listening to your most recent episode where you discussed Krishan's fucked up thoughts on raising children. I'm a mama to a beautiful and amazing 10-year-old daughter who has expressed feelings of possibly being bisexual, though at age 10, she doesn't quite understand the word sexual, just that it means she likes boys and girls. I've always expressed my unconditional love and support for her. That's not even the part that means that. For being who she is, whatever that may mean for her. Her super religious father and stepmother, however, have not been supportive. My daughter happened to mention being bi on one of her weekends there, and it caused a major uproar with the stepmom and dad getting upset with me for being open and truthful with my daughter. I'm getting mad. Yeah. After I let them know that I have no plans of making her feel bad about who she is, they decided to instead just humiliate her whenever she goes to their house. They have told others in their family for... They have told others in their family for them to also condemn my daughter to the point where she is embarrassed and won't speak anymore about it. I'm so sad and angry at them for making her feel like now she can't be her vivacious, honest self for fear of judgment. Do you have any advice for me on how I can make my daughter feel the support from me and ignore the things her dad and stepmom say or any advice on what to do or say about the intolerance at their house? Any advice is appreciated. Thank you, Lavender. Lavender, first of all, <laughs> that wasn't a good one. Hold on. There you go. There we go. Um. Whew, all right. Let me just, because my blood pressure. Yeah. Whoo! 10 years all old. Right. We're talking about a 10-year-old, man. We are talking about a child. Yep. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, all right. Um, we're talking about, I like, oh, my heart rate is actually increasing. We're talking about cartoons. We're talking about, I possibly still like toys, but I'm going to keep it a secret now because, (laughs) you know, some of my friends are probably acting like they don't like toys still Mm -hmm. or dolls. And we're talking about, like, innocence, but also the age of a big discovery age where it's like a lot of your emotions that you've had your whole existence start to start to like have more depth, more nuance. You start to have more questions about them. They start to have more meaning. Um, And it's so unfortunate that a lot of parents, hetero or or otherwise for that matter, when they have kids or people, young people that they're guarding, they don't consider how they developed as, as young people. Mm-hmm. Like when you had a crush on somebody in third grade, yeah. fourth grade, mm-hmm. fifth grade, yep. it didn't mean like, Ooh, I've got to start an OnlyFans. It meant nothing. <laughs> right. <laughs> it meant nothing. It meant maybe I, I want to have lunch with that person mm-hmm. when it's lunchtime. It meant maybe I'm going to push them into the fucking, the, what is that? The mulch on mm-hmm. the playground. Well, hopefully And make not them that. scratch their knee. <laughs> you know, when like kids be like, do kids still, yeah, kids still bully kids that they like. It's like, that's the... 
Yeah, I'm just hoping that we we get out of that. But there's it is yeah, no, obviously. Too. Yeah, I feel like I, mine was more like I want to sit next to you on the bus, or like I want to sit next to you in class. Like I just want to be near you. Like it's something that about that. Yeah, like I just want to be close to you, and you know maybe talk to you about what we gonna watch Power Rangers or whatever when we get home from school. Like I it was and I wanted more of you that. to like. You know, like being friends with me. Yeah, yeah. I want you to see me and be like, "Oh, let me sit next to you." Like, I want, yeah, that. My earliest crush, I remember, was fourth grade. Mm -hmm. I can even remember his name, (laughs) but it wasn't like for me. It was just like, I just want you to like me Mm -hmm. not like like i just want you to think that i'm cool like i want you to want to hang out with me the way that i want to like sit next to you Mm -hmm. or like play with you during recess or whatever i want you to have that same sort of like vibe with me yeah but it wasn't like i want to kiss yeah or I want to touch body parts it was just like i like this boy you know what i mean i don't have fully developed ideas right. of what that means because that is how being a child, child often works. Right, yeah. I remember I mostly had crushes on boys, but there was this one girl <laughs> where I look at it in hindsight and I'm like, <laughs> I didn't have the words for it then, but I just remember like watching her put on her lip gloss and thinking like, I, like, I want to be next to you. Like, I want... Mm-hmm. Almost like I want to be your lip gloss, honestly. But mm-hmm. <laughs> but I at least want to share that lip gloss with you. Like it's something about you that like I am like feeling very it much is like this. So innocent. And it is though. It's not. Y'all act like people. I mean, and the fact that it's like her father and stepmother, and they're super religious, and so they they don't care about any of like the, the I'm getting to that. Yeah. They don't care about any of the things here that are logical or make sense or about child development. Like they see this thing that they disapprove of and now they are going to turn it into disapproving of this child as a person. I just bring up that everything because I'm like people still subscribe to this idea that when you're of a certain age, you're not old enough to decide such and such as if it's like a a decision right (laughs) and and be impossible for you to know who you find attractive right at 10 years old so that to me is ridiculous how y'all will still jump through hoops to make this the kid's fault um when the fault is in your refusal to accept that this is a thing that happens and that there's nothing wrong with it and that your child will be more than fine in spite of this, you know, mutant gene that we got. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I wish we gay came with Okay, I wish we were the (laughs) X-Men. I wish. My word. The way we wouldn't have no more problems. (laughs) Now, that said, two things. A, Stepmom, let me explain something to you. Let me talk to you. I'm going to talk to you real quick. This is me speaking as you. What was the name? Uh, Lavender. Lavender. One of my favorite colors, by the way. Purple period is like Mm -hmm. my fave, but I'm really into it. Anyways, stepmom, 
let me tell you something. This is my baby that came from my body. That is mine. Okay? I don't give a living, breathing fuck that you are married to her daddy. I don't give a solid, liquid, or a gas shit what kind of dynamic you motherfuckers are trying to have in that home. Okay? That is my child that they removed from my uterus that I carried for a whole goddamn year. Just about. Almost. Yeah, just about. I mean, it, it's pretty much a year. It's, it's about 10 months. You have zero place. I'm talking about zero place opening thine mouth <laughs> to say anything about who my child is. If this girl come into your house where you pay bills and is drawing on the walls or breaking your fine china or pissing in your sink, you may pipe up. <laughs> when it comes to who she is, what she looks like, how she... You don't have anything to say. That's me. That's all me, bitch. So... You need to keep my child's identity, her name, out of your mouth. Because if you don't, I'm going to swell it for you. Are, we, are you following? Keep my child's name out your mouth or I will swell it shut. Work, Will. That's that. Now, as far as how y'all feel about my child being bisexual, feel free to keep those feelings to yourself. I encourage journaling. I encourage therapy. I super en encourage reading about these things. Lots of books, lots of websites for, for parenting advice when it comes to, to uh, Liga Biga Tiga kids. Mm -hmm. What you will not do is create an environment that is violent, that is um, unaccepting, that is bigoted, that my child has to stay in. Because what I will then do is I will go down to the white people courthouse and I will discuss with them <laughs> custodial rights mm -hmm. when it comes to my child. Because I'm pretty sure, don't know, mm -hmm. no kids, me personally, no, you know. Mm -hmm. family lawyer or whatever the fuck. I'm pretty sure if I speak to the law folk and tell them that every time my motherfucking child goes to your house with you and your bitch wife, that they feel some type, type of way about themselves, they don't feel safe, mm -hmm. that they are being accosted, that they're being verbally abused. I honestly feel like that, you know, my child just won't be over there anymore. Mm -hmm. So... What do we want to do? Because the the long and the short of the situation is that this is who uh, my daughter is. Yeah. That's not going to change whether you try and bully it out of her or not. And this, all, this identity can also fluctuate. In another 10 years, you know what I'm saying? It could be, oh, I'm gay. In another 10 years, it could be, oh, I'm straight. In another 10 years, it could be, oh... I'm actually trans. They're like it could be anything. It, it could be 
anything. So what you need to be doing is preparing yourself and accepting the fact that you are going to live as a parent with a queer child. It is very possible. Mm-hmm. It is. This is where we're at. You know what I mean? The best thing that you can do is not be the streets. Because the streets are already going to make that hard. For your child. I'm talking to you now, Dad. Because obviously we've already addressed the fact mm-hmm. that thou is not my child's mama. Right. So what do you want to do? Do you want to start talking about... um? visitation or lack thereof, do you want to, like, do we need to go to the court? Because you're not going to bully my child. Mm -hmm. Not for being bisexual, not for any motherfucking reason. So, yeah. What's it giving? Yeah. I said what I said. (laughs) (laughs) What What the hell was that? Where did you get a shade button? <laughs> Where did you get that? World of Wonder. Of course. I was hoping it was licensed. <laughs> not the not the the shade sound from the fuck from fucking drag race. Um so yeah, I was actually gonna bring up that same thing. First of all, I would not force my child to go over there anymore at all. If she don't wanna go, then she simply won't. And if y'all have um like a child support or custody agreement then i mean i guess it really depends on where you live like i guess some states some cities they probably go they might be on the daddy side which is disgusting and scary to think about but that's true regardless i'm not forcing my child to go over there and i think if it is outside your control lavender whether she goes over there outside of both of y'all because it sounds like she don't want to be around these niggas either i think the most important thing you can do is show your child that you are advocating for her. Don't do it behind her back. Do it to her face. Show her. Stand up to her daddy and her stepmama. Say, y'all are some ignorant niggas, and the way you are treating this child is fucking disgusting. Not only is she your child, sir, or in your care, ma'am, but, like, this is a human 10-year-old person that you are talking about And you are deliberately humiliating her. And gang, which your big grown asses are deliberately trying to make a 10-year-old feel bad and recruiting other niggas in the family to come make her feel bad. Like, y'all don't see nothing wrong with this? This this feels okay to you? This seems like normal, rational, healthy, adult human behavior to you? That don't sound childish and ignorant? Like, Sir, you're 42. Beating up on a 10-year-old for what? Like, I just... The ways that y'all are, like, dedicated to not doing what's best for your baby really blow my mind sometimes. Because it's like, being a good parent does not have to be as hard as y'all make it out to be. It really doesn't. Like, your children want to love you. They want to be close with you. They want to have an open relationship with you. Y'all are the ones who get in the way. You and your bullshit. And so if I were you, Lavender, that I would be making sure my child knows that mama is vocally, loudly, all the time on team baby. Period. Yeah, I want to assume that you're doing that regardless. Well, I mean, well, because she asked for advice on like how to make the daughter feel supported or advice on what to do or say. And I feel like you covered that quite well. (laughs) 
I feel like you, you really covered that like thoroughly. So as but as far but as I like, think you also just suggested like doing that in her present in the daughter's presence. Yeah, and I mean cuz that I think that's what's going to help with her feeling supported um and helping with uh her discounting the things that her dad and stepmom have to say like Yeah. When she sees you advocating for her not just to her but in front of other adults to these people's faces with her present like you are not going to treat my child this way and think that I'm okay with it. Period. And I just would not be sending her over there. They're going to have to come get me. I'm not making her go over there to be humiliated and embarrassed by her own fucking father. Yeah, same. Do you know what that does to a child's sense of self-esteem, sense of self? Like, it's exactly like we talked about last week with Krishan. You fuck these kids up. You disconnect them from their true selves. It's the worst. It's one of the worst things you can do to a child. Y'all just kind of like want your kids to be you and think what you think and agree with what you agree with and like the things that you like. And that is nonsense. Yeah. It's literal like nonsense. It is. Um, and it's hard. I don't know why so many of y'all think that they're these like super malleable robot pod people things that you just poke and prod at and turn them into what you want them to be. All you do is really just traumatize them. Yep. You fuck them up real, real bad. You send them to us over here in the field of mental health counseling if they're fortunate enough to make it there. But you fuck them up real bad and they turn for other ways of coping that you also going to disapprove with. They look for love and acceptance in the fucking streets because they're not getting it from home and they end up in worse situations. Because of y'all, please do better by these kids. And if you're in a position where your child's other parent is a shithead like this, you have to let your baby know. They have to be completely certain about how you feel. Ten toes down for them, period. And it don't matter what nobody say. They have to know that. They have to feel like they have one safe parent. Yeah. If the other one is intent on being a dickhead. So. Because a lot of us don't have either. Like, even one can make a world of difference. All of the fucking difference. It makes all of the difference. Like, of course, the other parents lack. Their deficiency is still going to hurt. Yeah, but, of it, but it is a different impact on the child when they do have a place they can go where their feelings and thoughts and true selves are safe. And it's too mm-hmm. many kids who don't have that in either parent, in either caregiver. Right. And they're just alone emotionally. And it's, it's just so heartbreaking to think about y'all doing this to these kids when it is completely unavoidable. And the reason you are doing it is nothing but ignorance. You letting ignorance keep you from connecting with your own fucking offspring. That is tragic. Yeah. Again, I wish that, like, my sexuality or accepting my sexuality came with, like, I don't know, some nuclear powers when I turn 18 or, like, when I have sex for the first time. Because that would be fun. Yeah. (laughs) And it wouldn't make all of the homophobia make more sense. Yeah. But just like, oh, gay, don't do that. Hell. Like, no one, I don't, what? Are we, leave me alone. Gay people, queer people have always been around. They will always be around. You will not be able to be ignorant, so ignorant that we are now just wiped out of existence. It will not happen. So, like, it's never going to happen. Do you want to be a good parent or nah? 
That's really what it boils down to. It is. So yeah, I agree with with Crystal. I think the besides dragging the stepmom because you, I mean, somebody has to. Girl, I'll do it if you want. <laughs> okay, like, I'm not on cameo or whatever, but I will like <laughs> remind make her that personalized. This video. isn't about you. Mm-hmm. You in this hair, <laughs> and I will drag her. You, I, I, I'm, I'm actually half a second away from just beating your ass. Like you, I, I will beat your ass. Because as far like, as I don't I'm concerned, know. you a bitch off the street talking to my child crazy. <laughs> This is like I don't know what you think is going on here. Like I will fuck you up. Right. Like I, I might have a moral obligation not to fight her daddy, but you like you girl, I know it's given. Don't get me no wrong, no shade. Like y'all wanna have your little pillow talk at the end of the day and you be shady or whatever. You do that, but you don't have nothing to say about you, my daughter to her face right. around her. Nothing. She don't even need to hear your voice as far as I'm concerned. Again, I will fix it for you. You will not speak. I can make that happen. Right. But past that, what Crystal said, you know, doubling down, tripling down on your own support and being like, baby girl, I may not be able to go to the courts and just have you stay here permanently. I still suggest you look into that. (laughs) Yes, yes, please do. (laughs) Please do. But when it comes to me, your mama that carried you, that mm-hmm. gave birth to you, that's on your side. I'm team you in all things. And no matter what nobody over their motherfucker is saying about you, them people are ignorant. Mm-hmm. They're miserable. Yeah. Okay. They ain't got nothing to do with you. So ignore them. And if that hoe says anything that I don't like that you don't like, yeah. send me a ski with a blue <laughs> bubble. Even green, right? I'll be over there in T minus. Don't you worry about yeah. it. Yeah, like That's if you it. if you can't get his custody revoked, then go over there, <laughs> go with her. Be like, oh well, so we all hanging out because I want to hear y'all mm-hmm. say this. I want you to say it to her in front of my fucking face. That's what I want mm-hmm. you to do. Or when you go drop her off, say that all that he just said. Say that to them in front of your your child needs to know. That you are gonna be there. You are the support system, no matter what these niggas say or do. More than anything. Drop her off with a little whistle or something or a button and be like, now, like we said, (laughs) if you come across any hate while you're here, you just blow this whistle. Yeah. And mommy will be here Mm -hmm. with brass knuckles on. Yeah. And Vaseline on the face. That's right. You know? So I, know what time it is. Uh, I hate I'm the thought of it. It's a really a shame that some people have to prepare their 10 year olds like that to go into emotional battle with the child's other parent and have like no control legally to stop that from happening. Like that is just I would yeah. be highly tempted to say, fuck that custody order. Fuck you. <laughs> Take my baby and run. Disappear into the fucking ether. That's that would be highly. No, I'm tempting. not even disappearing. You know where I live. I dare you come <laughs> over here, bitch. You already know what time it is. We ain't going nowhere. She's not coming back. Oh, Lord. Okay. Come get her. Come take her from my house. Okay. (laughs) Let's wrap up the letters right there. Again, if you have a question for us, send it to asktherita.gmail.com. Good luck, Lavender. And yeah, let's take a quick break. Hey guys, May is Mental Health Awareness Month and Talkspace leading virtual therapy provider is encouraging people to talk it out in therapy. Opening up to a therapist might feel uncomfortable, cathartic, exhausting, or exhilarating. Personally, I find it to be all of these things depending on the time and time. But 
If you keep talking or texting with a licensed therapist, you'll gain insights and uncover truths that you can find only in therapy. Personally, I'm therapy constantly. It's one of the most important things in my life right now, to be honest with you. And it is just, it makes a difference knowing that you have someone somewhere uh, that is judgment-free, that is unbiased, that can hear you out. And it being Mental Health Awareness Month is the time if it's been on your mind to give it a try. Celebrate May Mental Health Awareness Month and the power of talking out in therapy. Talkspace is offering every listener of the read $80 off your first month with promo code SPACE80. When you go to Talkspace.com slash read to match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash read to get $80 off your first month with the code SPACE80. And to show your support for the show, that's Talkspace.com slash R-E-A-D code S-P-A-C-E-8-0. Go get some help. Talk some stuff out. Let's get back to the show. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispy from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispy only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're back. It's time for the read, the final portion of the show. I don't really remember what mine is, so okay. go for it. What an N-word. I am going to pass my read this week. Pass the read like we used to. To Brian. <laughs> uh, oof, God bless Brian. Um, he wrote into us about something that's been pissing him off lately. So, actually, let's just dive right into it. <clears throat> Brian says, Hi, Crystal and Fury. I wanted to write in regarding these... Al- the worst. Uh, hi, Crystal and West. <laughs> My Annie has no idea about that, by the way. Like, she has... That is a meme. No idea. She probably don't even remember saying it. And if I brought it up, she would be like, well, what is it called? Then it's not Crystal. Right. <laughs> That's what I, you'd be like. It's called the read. That's what I said. That's what. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's okay. Anyway, <clears throat> Brian said I wanted to write in regarding these outlandish ass pranks scenarios and the internet's reaction that somehow always spins into a redundant ass gender war discourse. First off, are there no longer oh, improv classes everywhere that these motherfuckers so desperately need? <laughs> <laughs> Girl, don't start me. The acting is always <laughs> abysmal, and the internet eats that shit up every single time. I'm generally a skeptic, but I don't understand how the general public does not see this shit. Oh, does not see this shit. The recent Cheesecake Factory date of an actress that is known for doing this shit was so obvious, yet it definitely brought about the tired-ass expectations of a date and why men or women are trash. Is the outlandish-ass plot not enough for people to see that this is all made up? From the father only bringing his child McDonald's among a litter of children from his child's mother to classrooms of 50-year-olds with a ridiculous plot, when will people catch a grip on reality? I'd like to think I'm not so jaded to believe that everything is fake, but so much of social media is manufactured and people just feed into it. I truly avoid every story time because people make up scenarios and stitch them to someone else that shared their original experience. Did you really have a similar experience or did you hit the writing room for some views to rile up some gullible bystanders? The Internet is truly making people dumber and dumber. And I blame social media and the need for attention. Critical, critical thinking skills are lost. 
And we are headed further into doom with this generation of iPad kids. The couple's pages that are popular when less than 1% of the content is even original. And aside from y'all annoying asses not having a personality outside your relationship, you provide this falsehood that people strive for as relationship goals. Y'all are physically assaulting innocent bystanders in the grocery store for pranks and views. And the shit is so tired. I long for the day a motherfucker tries to prank my mama or grandmother on our routine grocery runs during which we bond. How can you not consider the age and health of somebody that you don't even know? They love to target older black women because they usually provide the most genuine animated response. But you have no idea the outcome that these inconveniences could result in. And I hope y'all get the worst retribution. All in all, I just want everybody to leave strangers alone and go find you a classroom. The world is dumb enough and you bitches are adding to the detriment. Instead of making this shitty world a worse place, how about we try uplifting each other? There is so much space for positive content without videoing people at their worst and how you helped out by providing them with a McChicken and a small fry. I beg for the day that people can deduce what is not reality versus content, which is what everybody else seems to be about, regardless of the expense of the subject. Stop filming strangers and these stupid ass situations. In the words of my auntie T.S. Madison, get a job, bitch. Own a business. Suck a dick. It is a job. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. All right, Brian. I I feel you. Like, you... <laughs> it's not even... For me, it's not even necessarily that other people are believing it, although that is irritating, but, like... It's more that niggas are so desperate for views or clicks or whatever that they will do. And, and this is kind of relating to what we were talking about earlier as far as like a lot of these podcasts where people are just saying the most outlandish shit in order to get y'all to listen. Like these people are also saying or doing and are coming up with these most ridiculous ass hypotheticals in order to get y'all to engage with the content because Elon is going to send them $42.68 at the end of three months for it. Like, People are, they're doing that for these exact reasons. They're trying to go viral on TikTok so they can get, you know, a brand deal with Clorox. Like they, this is the whole goal. That is the whole goal. And the content, I just hate it because if what you have to say is genuinely good, if you are genuinely funny, if you have a genuine point of view or something to say, like that also works. There are so many people out here not doing the most and being stupid about it in order and and are so successful, are absolutely thriving. You can just be you. If you are actually being you, if you actually have a talent, if you actually do have a passion, instead of just pretending to do shit because you see it's the wave and trying to make money. Like, so honestly, I, 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 once something goes too viral, like once I see too many people sharing it, I don't even look at it because it's like, I already know whatever this is about to piss me off. I saw the stills of the Cheesecake Factory girl refusing to get out the car, rolling her eyes. Cause like, oh, it's Cheesecake Factory and I'm too good for a Cheesecake Factory date. And now that's done turned into people circulating whole lists of like, where is too cheap to go on a date? Where is too expensive? Where niggas think Again. it's like, oh my God, all of this is off of something fake. <laughs> The the battle of the sexes or whatever thing that the, that Brian mentioned, I think, is a huge part of it. I think it also reminds me of what we were talking about earlier in, like, the, I don't want to say harmless debates, but the kind of maybe baseless mm. social media yeah. back and forth. Um, the, you know, women versus men 
is probably the most common one mm-hmm. I see, especially on Twitter. Oh yeah, that's a big one. Like yeah. That. Um. And so, yeah, I think it's like, first of all, I don't think we're ever going to live in a in a time where niggas aren't trying to hit licks because humans are inherently lazy um, and greedy. Uh, so we're always going to want as much money as possible and we're always going to want to do the least amount of work to get it, right? Uh, most people. I don't mind working hard. You don't mind mm. working hard. A lot of us, especially people who and come have, from those who have worked hard, yeah, um, don't. But that doesn't, you know, even that's not obviously. It, it depends mean, on the individual. Yeah, it's not for me. It's not even about working hard. It's just there's a line I'm not gonna cross, and I'm not gonna do anything for a dollar. That's uh, that's another another part of it. Yeah. You know, some people will say ice cream so good and pop individual corn. Or, <laughs> kernels of corn on their, <laughs> on their, their flat iron. Yeah. <laughs> and, and for me, most of the time, it's like, I don't care, you know? Mm-hmm. Another thing I, I think for Brian, I might say, is like the algorithm mm-hmm. and figuring that out. Because a lot of the time, like, you be forgetting when you interact with those things, these Yes. Ones and zeros are like, oh, this is something you mm-hmm. want to see. Or you have, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you're going to see more of that versus me right now. If I go on TikTok, most of my the videos that come up on my feed, if they're not from people I follow, they're dogs. <laughs> because a lot of my TikTok videos have Link in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so... You know, it is also just about what you see and shit like that. Mm-hmm. The prank ones, um, also, like, it isn't that people don't know they're fake. They want to have the, the argument. Yeah. The same way niggas, a lot of the motherfuckers who argue about the dinner for, or argue for the dinner with Jay-Z, <laughs> no, that's dumb. <laughs> They just want to be one of the people mm. who's going to be like, well, actually, let me say oh this. No, okay. I, I don't need y'all's attention that bad. Yeah, I saw one maybe two days ago. I was on Twitter. My Twitter algorithm is a mess right now. Or X. Well, everybody's That's is. Elon. That's Elon, though. Yeah. That's definitely Elon. It absolutely like before is. you, shut the fuck up. Nobody asked for that. And I it just pops up bitch. automatically. And it's just random people. Niggas I don't even follow, like, most of the time. And, like, I did not Niggas ask I to see this. talking about shit. I, I don't, don't care about. about. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Um, anyway. But, yeah, I definitely, I saw one the other day that was a black woman who had, like, alleged, like, was, like, taking all these groceries back to, like, Costco or something. Did you see this video? No. It was, like, a black woman who worked for, like, a let's say a DoorDash or some shit. Mm-hmm. And she, in the video, it's like this per- person is taking this stuff back because they didn't get a tip. Like these mm. two white people didn't tip her on a $400 Ooh. order. Yikes. And she was like, well, I'm going to pack all this stuff back up <laughs> in the car and take it back to wherever the fuck they got it from. And so then people were having this whole argument about quote unquote tip culture, whatever mm. that is. Um, and I was like, this is fake. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah, this is, and it was confirmed to be at least one of the people in it was like in a bunch of 
Twitter or TikTok pranks. Yeah. Because they... But nobody cares. They show you the tip you're getting before you even... Like before you, you before you pick up the food, like you you can see it on the unless app. you unless you choose to tip in cash. But mm, then it's like I don't I don't ever do that. If I was a I'm, I don't know because I've never done it, but mm. I'm like the bill is four hundred dollars and you want to tip me when I get there. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I can see how something like that that the tipping thing is another one that really gets people going. Yeah. And mm-hmm. So yeah, they make up scenarios to yeah, and I. Man, I I don't know. I feel like eventually all roads lead back to capitalism and ultimately I blame capitalism exactly. because That's people literally it. People are trying to pay their bills. They want to make money. Thanks. Yeah, and I, you know, I can't be mad at that, but is it still irritating as fuck? Yes. Of so. course it is, but it's always going to be irritating. It is. It's the same way there are these very shallow podcasts that you we see <laughs> pop up every day where it's just like some greasy nigga talking to an OnlyFans model who makes oh, up a story God. about a rapper and runs numbers. Like, I've mm-hmm. talked to the girls who have admitted to me before, like, yeah, I made that shit up. Uh, like, none that I can think of that actually, you know, mm-hmm. did an interview. But I I know content creators before that was like, yeah, you just, like, make shit up because so it's yeah. gonna, the clip's gonna go viral and then they're gonna go to my So it's like, it's a lick. I I I can't stop it. I can only live with it. I'm more concerned about AI and the girls flat out. Oh my god! Being yes. able to use an app that makes you say some shit you never said. Right. That's much more scary to me. But thank you for that, Brian. If you have a read you would like to pass, send that to pass the read um, at gmail.com. We are always accepting submissions for that. And yeah, that's it for me. Okay. So for me. Uh, real quick, I saw a clip uh, this week of Adina Menzel. She was on a podcast, I think, with Jesse Tyler Ferguson. <laughs> These damn podcasts! <laughs> I guess he has a podcast. They're supposed to be good friends or some shit like that. And okay. for whatever reason, she was talking about uh, Tay Diggs on the podcast, which she used to be married to. I mm-hmm. believe she also has children with. Um and essentially, she went into, uh, you know, discussion of them, the relationship ending. And she said, you know, she talked about basically him being Black and having, like, a he basically was in a different world than they, hey, than they were <laughs> um, as a performer as a celebrity and that it, you know, matter of fact, let me see if I can find the exact quote because there's something I didn't like about the way she worded this. Essentially, she said that niggas disapproving of his relationship with the, with this non-Black woman had a lot to do um, with their relationship ending. And I was just kind of like, my first thought was, wow, the girlies are talking about their decades-old relationships these days, honey. Like, mm-hmm. please, Father God, if anything, leave me away from that. Like, I do not. Oh, I found it. She said... Yeah, I found it, too. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Literally the same time as you. <laughs> um, She said, we all love each other and sleep each- with each other. I guess talking about, like... Theater kids theater kids and how Mm -hmm. diverse that can look 
Um, and she said that he was on the cover of Essence and Ebony and being interviewed by all these Black journalists. And I think he had his own stuff to deal with with that. And it seemed like there was some disappointment in the community with him because he was married to a little white Jewish girl. And so I took that on, too. Mm-hmm. So, all right. You know, I lo- I like Elsa. I have... <laughs> Like, she's never really got on my nerves before. Nothing I can recall. I get where she's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, honey, aside from discussing a relationship that you haven't been in for God knows how long, um, which I get that a lot of people are put in positions to do that lately, whether they have a book coming out or they're, you know, on a podcast. Um, that in itself is mm-hmm. that, right? But I feel like if you're going to discuss something like this, you want to be careful of the environment and the manner in which you are doing it. Because I don't think that, especially in a room with no Black people in it, yeah. Unless I missed it, I don't know. Like, I'm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, a a conversation with a lot of moving parts and a lot of nuance. Yes, it is. And I think that you want to be careful of of having that conversation just like off the cuff or whatever. Um, and then also, I think you should also be careful. Uh, with the the Jewish part, saying you know the community was disappointed in him because he was married to a little white Jewish girl. I don't know that the Jewish part had anything mm. to do with it. I don't know how to tell you this, but most black people don't even be thinking about it, <laughs> or knowing, or having any idea. Like there's we. We just don't know, girl. Like we, we would have never. It was the white thing more than anything. It's the white. It's the white part. And maybe she just said Um, that because you know she is a white Jewish girl. So maybe she just said it like that. But don't. Yeah, I (laughs) niggas, especially outside of like the coast, especially like outside of New York, baby, in Oklahoma. I tell you right now, nobody was thinking. Oh, how dare he be with a Jew? (laughs) Like nobody, not one body. Not one body. And to your point, I don't think it was pointed. That's why I'm saying I feel like you have to be careful. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because you don't, like, nobody in the community that even gave a fuck, first of all. Yeah, we don't do that. I'm so sorry. Um, we do not do that. Was like, oh, she's Jewish. Like, no, you. Not at all. You know what I mean? First of all, again, Jewish people come in all shades and colors and, and races and things like that. Yeah. And so that would have never been a thing. It's the mm-hmm. fact that you were white yep. more so. And again, we can get into the reasons why that is. But of course you wouldn't because of the place that you did have that conversation and the manner in which you did. Yeah. Um. So I just feel like that could have been done better, handled a little better, frozen, you know, just. <laughs> if you want to come on the read and know. talk about it, that would be fun. I don't want to, but I feel like, you know, that's a better, a better place to do it for sure. <laughs> Okay, never mind. Invite you know, I'll it. do it if I'll do it if they both come on. Oh, 
okay. Meanwhile, like, Tay is like, leave me out of this. Either one right. Of them fuck, right. <laughs> First of all, where like, Dina Menzel even hears about this show, but that they're both like, we need to go on the read and clear our name. <laughs> First of all, you'd be surprised. <laughs> You're right. I would be. I would be shocked. <laughs> I, would be I mean, you stunned. just said in the girl, you you ate earlier in the show, like, but we changed the game. Well, we did. And then in the same <laughs> breath, you'd be like, don't nobody listen to this goddamn show. Um, um, I mean, so uh, nobody has you to hold thing. up a mirror to my face today. Thank you so much. Equally, that's why we're on FaceTime. Oh, you're so rude. That was unnecessary and very painful. So, yeah, <clears throat> wasn't necessary. Thank you so much. That, and then lastly, very, very quick, um, leave people and their kids alone on Instagram and the like. Uh, I don't know what it is about a lot of you where you have this, like, primal urge to comment on people's parenting or any little thing that they do with their children when they post videos with them. Oh, yeah. Um, There are things that we can criticize, such as Krishan posting a 20-minute rant about how she's going to dress like Cleo from Set It Off because she doesn't want for her child to be gay. That... Worth commenting and criticizing. A video of Summer Walker singing to her baby and rubbing his head doesn't need y'all's commentary about whatever the fuck. I left a comment on Summer Walker's picture because she was, like, cradling her son Mm -hmm. and singing him and trying to get him to sleep. And the caption said something like, I've been singing this song for 10 minutes and this boy just looking at me. (laughs) And it's the sweetest, (laughs) cutest thing ever. Of course. And she's, like, stroking his head. And a bunch of the comments are like, you're supposed to do it with the grain, not against it. This is why boys' heads be messed up. Hold his neck. I know that baby neck hurt. And I'm like, this is why we never seen her kids' faces. She barely posts them if she do. It's always something, like, very vague where you only get a little tiny glimpse of them and stuff because y'all are nuts. There's nothing that she was doing wrong in that motherfucking video whatsoever. Oh and I left a comment that said, everybody everybody, Mary Poppins when people post their damn kids. <laughs> you would. And I think a couple of people responded thinking I was talking about her. Uh, like No, that's obviously in defense of her. <laughs> I would think. But... Uh, maybe not so obvious. Okay. I think some people got it, but then others thought that I was saying, like, she only posts nice things and not... Like, I was talking about her. Maybe because Mary Poppins sings. And so does she? Uh, anyway, so I, I wasn't talking about her. I was all, talking about you dummies. First of all, I just found it. And like you said, there is nothing wrong with this video at all. Y'all are being weird. <laughs> and then I saw... Yeah. Last week, I saw a video <laughs> of Jada. Jada Wada. Oh, where she was the same girl who you told me like her her son said lemonade oh, or whatever. Yes. I'm pretty sure that's that same boy. I think I, I think that's her. Yeah, she was like in a video looking gorgeous in this cute outfit or whatever, and she's like doing a video, and it's like clearly nighttime, and her son is in the background like, "Where are you going? You going to the club or something <laughs> like that?" It was so cute, and she was like, "No, I'm not going to the club." It was a adorable mm-hmm. it was so cute even though a boy wasn't even visible <laughs> and people in the comments were like it's something wrong if your first your child's first uh, assumption when you're dressed up is that you're going to the club like basically trying to imply that she clubs oh, too much Lord. or you know something whatever and it's like why y'all gonna turn every single thing mm. that women do with mm. their children into a problem on social media yeah 
everything. Mm-hmm. It's like that child is old enough to know it's my bedtime. I'm in my pajamas. Mm-hmm. My mama goes to the club where she gets paid. Mm. May, even if he knows that part. Yeah. So like, again, even if she goes to the club, odds are she's bringing money back home right. that he then benefits from. That aside, even if she was going as a club for funsies, it's like I've had my din din, my lunch, my snacks. I did my coloring. Mm-hmm. I'm in my pajamas. My mama is dressed out. My brain works enough as a human being to surmise maybe she's going to the club. If I had poked my head out as 30-something and looked at her, I would have been, oh, you going to the club? Like, no. So why are we trying to make this a bet? You're a bet. Like, leave people alone. Attend to not your own kids, but to your own self. Because your kids are really the your kids are the ones you really need to be concerned with because they're being raised by you, bitch. So instead of spending time on motherfucking social media criticizing the way that somebody brushed their hair, their child's hair, the way that somebody sings to them, the way that their child speaks, the way that their child communicates with them, the very harmless things that people are doing on the internet that you try to morph into some villainizing thing, mostly when their mother do it and not when their fathers are like oh I got a 26 year old stripper to, to throw it back on my five year old like Ooh, get it mind your own business get some therapy do some work on yourself so that your own motherfucking kids have a fighting chance because honestly a lot of your kids if they were raising themselves at this point would be better off than what you're doing and okay. you want to be on motherfucking internet you know gagging and, and, and checking and talking bullshit with people for doing like the littlest things mm-hmm. get a motherfucking life these people be 10 toes down at home feeding clothing bathing yeah. disciplining staying up all goddamn night and still working their motherfucking ass off a lot of times without help this nigga comes takes this motherfucking baby to go get a mcflurry and go to blockbuster and then it's just like not nothing yeah. No commentary. Nothing is said over there. Mm. But you brushing his hair from front to back and all of a sudden you should go to hell. You motherfuckers get on my nerves. Yeah. And you need Jesus and help. I'm finished. Woo! I mean, well, you covered all the bases, including the fact that they never have this same energy for niggas. So on that note, that will wrap up this week's episode of the show. Check us out on social media at This Is The Read. You can find our merch over at shop3.com and join us on Patreon over at patreon.com slash the read. Um, thank you so much for tuning into the show. As always, any final thoughts before we hang up the phone? Um, you can check me out on the latest episode of Scam Goddess. You can check me out <laughs> on the latest episode of the uh, Black People of Paramore. I don't know if I'm the latest episode of that one anymore. But the Black People of Paramore podcast, I'm their guest on. Um, shout out to Black Girls Podcasting. That's wow. it. I don't think I have anything else. Look at you on a media tour. It's almost like you're about to drop something. You know, I'm trying to like go out, say hi to the girls, you know, get you used <laughs> to seeing my face, hearing my voice. Because you never know what's coming. That's right. Okay, y'all. Take care. We will see you next week. Go spread the word. When you get a fresh, hot McCrispie from McDonald's and you can feel the heat coming through the bag, don't try to wait till you get home. Always respect hot chicken. The McCrispie. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.